Welcome to Unchained TV, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. You're about to hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your health, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Hello, and we are so very, very excited to have an incredible pair of guests from People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals on talking about a horrific situation uh, in Colombia and beyond. Look at these innocent, beautiful primates, and they are being tortured using U.S. tax dollars. This is what PETA has uncovered. And we are here to blow the lid off what PETA has blown the lid off and let the world know that your tax dollars and my tax dollars should not be going to this fake pseudoscience. So I want to go straight out to Kathy Guillermo, who is the head of PETA's extensive laboratory investigations team and want to find out from Kathy, what are the the dirty details on this? Well, we have found out that the National Institutes of Health, which is the largest funder of research in the world and the largest funder of animal experiments in the world, is dumping tens of millions of dollars into laboratories overseas. And there's essentially no oversight of these laboratories. There's almost none in the U.S. by the NIH. But when we're talking about foreign laboratories, there's almost none at all. They don't have to abide by the same kinds of rules that the labs do here. We think that we need to end this. We've uncovered a case, as you alluded to, that shows why it's essential that U.S. tax dollars not be supporting this unsupervised experimentation. And so we have worked with legislators who have introduced a bill that would end NIH dollars going to overseas laboratories that use animals. And we are showing you the cover page of PETA.org forward slash Cali. If you're upset about this, you can write to your representatives, your U.S. senators and your members of Congress. Just go to PETA.org forward slash Cali. And then on the right hand, you see where it says take action to stop U.S. tax money from being given to foreign labs. You click on that. And you can directly send messages to the people who work for you. You don't work for them. They work for you. And I have to say, I am super embarrassed that uh, my alma mater uh, is among the uh, universities that have apparently published or um, sort of co-signed what's going on here. It's uh, really, really disgusting. And I want to go out to Dr. Magnolia Martinez of People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals to explain, without naming names, we don't need to name the names of these particular experimenters, uh, but it's really the NIH, the National Institutes of Health, that is causing the problem, is it not? That's right. The thing is, as Kathy explained before, the NIH is giving tons of money to laboratories uh, to experiment animals around the world with no oversight. Uh, the institutions here in the States that receive public funds are required to report any violations to animal welfare 
guidelines and the same standard doesn't apply to foreign laboratories. And that's why we, we find this animal abuse, uh, well, this example in Colombia, but we're sure it's happening around the world. Yes, and I have to say, people are outraged. Calls are already coming in. So we're going to go straight out to our phones. And we've got Nilofar in Dallas, Texas. Uh, your question or thought for the PETA team, Nilofar. The U.S. taxpayer is fleeced $20 billion per annum for junk science, including funding of foreign torture labs exposed by you, Cathy Guillermo. Dr. Martinez and team, thank you. At this juncture, um, could a bill be considered to completely end the bilking of the American taxpayer for junk science? Thanks. Well, uh, that is a very on point because that's exactly what we're talking about. There is a bill. The shorthand is the cargo bill. Explain it to us, Kathy Guillermo. And as we do, I'm going to play some disturbing video, um, just a little unfortunate appetizer of what they're doing with your tax dollars in Colombia that PETA exposed. Go for it, Kathy. Okay, this is a bipartisan bill. It's called the Cease Animal Research Grants Overseas Act, what we call the Cargo Act. And what it does is completely cut off U.S. funding for experiments on animals in foreign countries. So yes, we do need to end all exp animal experiments in this country too. There's no question about it. We, we're well aware that these experiments on animals rarely lead to any benefits for humans. We have a scientific community stuck in a paradigm where they don't want to acknowledge the change. We're going to begin with where we can, which is this obvious abuse of animals. You know, if you're a laboratory in the U.S. and you do an experiment on animals funded by the National Institutes of Health, there are certain requirements. They're not a lot, but they're something. Uh, you have to abide by laws. You have to report when you have violated those laws. There have to be oversight committees. This is not what we have in foreign countries. So we've got this $2.2 billion that have gone to foreign labs in the last 10 years. Basically, nobody knows what's going on. As Dr. Martinez uncovered at this lab in Colombia, you know, they have a, an oversight committee that essentially consists of the family, the husband, the wife, and the three oh, children. Okay. Uh, and you can see from the pictures exactly what was going on. This was a well-funded laboratory by NIH, by leading universities around the world, and nobody knew what was going on. So if they can't check, if they can't find out that even local laws are being abided by, they don't deserve one cent of U.S. taxpayer money. But, you know, even just looking at this video, you can see how filthy, how dirty it is. I mean, it's shocking. It's shocking. It's like a junkyard. And this is where they're doing experiments on these sensitive, intelligent beings that are our cousins. Uh, and Joanna says, yes, I want to help. Well, here's how you can help and everybody else who's watching can help. And that is very simply just go to PETA.org forward slash Cali, C-A-L-I, and you just right there in yellow, it says take action. You click there and boom, in a couple of seconds, you can send a very strong message to your representatives that this is intolerable. And I can tell you, they listen to these messages. 
they do listen to these messages. And people are saying, yes, this should be uh, in all the major, major news organizations. I agree. One of the reasons we started Unchained TV is they don't uh, do stories of this nature generally. They ignore it. You know, PETA has tons of lawyers. They put very serious stuff together and it's ignored. And then you do a colorful protest in an effort to get attention. And they say, oh, look, they're they're lettuce ladies. You know, mm-hmm. it's like cover the serious stuff then. And so uh, I think that this is absolutely fantastic that you're proposing this. And it's basically the Cargo Act. So can you tell us a little bit, um, Dr. Martinez, what the Cargo Act would do specifically? Of course. So the Cargo Act would ban the NIH from funding any procedures, experiments on live animals around the world, outside the United States. The Cargo Act would not prohibit experiments on animals within the United States. And it's the only solution, really, to prevent animal abuse and to prevent corruption, of course, because we can't expect that, as this case in Colombia showed us, we can't expect that local authorities um, act on time when, you know, animal abuse like this happens. Look at these faces. I mean, it broke my heart when I was uploading the video, and I don't even know how you guys do it, honestly, because you've got to just just soak yourself in this monstrosity of human moral bankruptcy, that this is how we keep our, our primates. And, and I am being forced with my tax dollars to support this. It's absolutely outrageous. It makes me angry. Okay, we've got another caller, Sarah, in Beverly Hills, California. Your question or thought for people for the ethical treatment of animals lab investigations team. Hi, I wanted to find out about when people are buying purses and like expensive bags. Um, Do you know if they get tested, like the animals get tested on for like perfumes, because I work in Beverly Hills, and so I just want to be able to educate people more, like what they're wearing. The, you know, that's a, that's a great question, because animal testing can be hidden, and you don't know about it at all. The thing to be aware of with the very expensive bags is that they're not made from leather or some kind of animal skins. And if you want to, if you want to Google exotic skins and PETA, or go to PETA.org, there's a lot of information about our work to stop the use of alligator skin or crocodile skin, ostrich skin, and the other kinds of of substances that are used to put together some of these incredibly expensive uh, purses and suitcases. Well, you know what I say, if you need to do that, you've got really low self-esteem that you've got to walk around with an expensive alligator around your arm to say, look at me, I can afford to pay for this torture is what it is. And Honestly, it's a contrarian indicator. Fur is dead. It's not a fashion icon anymore, uh, thanks to PETA. (laughs) And uh, hopefully crocodile and alligator uh, skins are going the same way. So uh, I just think your work overall is incredible. We've got another caller, Michael, in Los Angeles. Your question or thought for the PETA team? Yes, hi. How are you guys doing? Great show. I'm glad you're spreading awareness about this issue. 
Um, my question is, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure what what the motive is. Why is the NIH funding these experiments? I mean, who is profiting and where's the money coming from? I'm, you know, I know money's coming from taxpayers, but why are we doing this? It, you know, I might be a little naive, but that's my question. Thank you. That's a wonderful question. Yeah. yeah, I'll just dive right in and answer that. It's a great question because I think people have no awareness of it, but the money is allocated by Congress. And that's why it's so important that we're in touch with our representatives in, in Washington, D.C. to let them know what we think about animal testing. Every year, the Department of Health and Human Services puts together a budget, which includes the National Institutes of Health budget. They go to Congress, they seek funding, and then for the most part, NIH can do whatever it wants with that funding. There are certain alloc allocations that must be made. But NIH the, is in the driver's seat here because they could choose to spend, you know, 0% of, of their budget on animal experiments, which even they are aware at this point are leading us nowhere. But instead, they choose to spend 50% of their grant funds on animal experiments. So it's really, really important that we be in touch with our members of Congress. And this bill is trying to get at that funding because I think you know people are aware, okay, our government conducts tests on animals. It funds tests on animals. Most people aren't aware about the places like this in Colombia uh, where these monkeys and mice are. And I, I just wanted to add, thanks to Dr. Martinez, uh, 108 monkeys, all of the monkeys, and 180 mice were rescued from this facility Ooh. and they're safe now. Oh, so little animals like this, we don't know if these particular ones were rescued, but 100 approximately of those monkeys and 180 mice were rescued. That is incredible news. What did it feel like for you, Dr. Martinez, when you got the word that those animals were out of harm's way after your hard work? Wow, Jane, that was, um, it's, yeah, that was, I couldn't believe. I mean, it, it was amazing to know that at least for them, um, the suffering was, was over. Uh, but of course, we know that this, this is just a, a tiny number of animals compared to the millions of animals around the world that must be, you know, that are confined now or in torture in pointless and cruel experiments. So it, it, it feels, it still feels good, of course, but it's, yeah, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Yes, it is. And that's why this bill is so important. And everybody who is watching can be part of the solution. It's so simple. You just go to PETA.org forward slash Cali, as in California, PETA.org forward slash Cali, and you just click on that link. And in literally in five seconds, you can send a letter to your two U.S. senators and your member of Congress. And I get responses. Ted Lieu is my member of Congress, and he responds every time I hit um, a letter to him. And Dianne Feinstein as well has responded to me. And um, that, that counts. They pay attention to that. They count up those letters. They do. They really do. And you're so lucky to have Representative Liu as your, as your person in Congress, because he's wonderful and very pro-animal. And there are a lot of very pro-animal members of Congress, I'm happy to say. And, you know, I just wanted to add, too, when, when we think about how many experiments are being funded overseas by the United States now, this one case in, in South America, in Colombia, 
was an 18-month PETA investigation. Dr. Martinez interviewed scores of people and officials and dug out hundreds and hundreds of scientific studies, reviewed documents that she'd received through open records requests. Just every single case that we have like this takes a tremendous amount of time to put together you know, what we need to get the funding stopped. And it still took us eight months to convince the National Institutes of Health they had to pull the funding. The lab had been closed, the animals had been rescued. It, basically, the country of Colombia had cut funding, but still our government was refusing to do so. Finally, they did. That is disgusting. It's embarrassing to me. Uh, as a taxpayer, I don't want my money going to this stuff. We got more callers. Annie in Sherman Oaks, your question or thought for the PETA lab investigations team. Ah, yes. Thank you, Jane, for having this show. Incredible. Um, everybody get on Chain TV already. And oh, PETA, got to get on PETA. Uh, PETA is always working on these incredible, incredible bills. That I am beyond disturbed. Uh, these animals are tortured. There has to be a way for us to awaken people more because uh, it's a scientific fraud. There are other alternative ways. So how can we, I mean, is it possible maybe to uh, have a site that is t every day, not only right now with this bill, 24-7. I know PETA.org does that incredibly. But another site where people could see the statistics, how many billions are going, how many animals are tortured, and how many countries we are funding with billions of our taxes, our tax money. This is something that should disturb every single person. And it's a Annie. scientific fraud to torture animals. It's Annie, horrible. do me Thank a favor. Do, yes. do me a favor, Annie. Go to yes. the website, PETA.org forward slash Cali, and then click on to the right, the yellow, take action. Stop U.S. tax money from going to foreign labs. I want you to do it, then I want you to call us back and tell us how easy it was to do, because some people don't believe it takes two seconds. Would you do that for us? Of course I will. Of course, I hope okay. everybody does. I want everyone okay. to do this. All right. Thank you. Call, Thanks. Hang up, do it, and call back. Thank you so much, because we really want people to take action. Um, I want to ask how, what are the chances of this bill? It is the cargo bill. But the great thing about going to uh, PETA's website, you don't have to write anything. You, you don't really have to know the number, okay? All we could say, it is the cargo bill. What are the chances of this bill actually passing? And I'll throw that to Kathy Guillermo. Yeah, that's a great question because as we know, it's very difficult to get legislation passed in the US, but we are very serious about it. And we don't take something on unless we really believe in it and we really want to get it through. So we're gonna do everything we can. We've already gathered huge support from other animal groups. We've got quite a few co-sponsors already. So we're very hopeful about this. And the other thing that gives me great hope was the passage last year or early this year of the FDA Modernization Act. When that bill passed, I felt it opened a door for more sensible legislation dealing with scientific issues involving animals. Because as you probably know, Jane, that bill gives the FDA the authority to approve new medications without tests on animals. And that's a new era dawning in US legislation. 
So, uh, yes, excellent point, Kathy. Do you think with the turnover at the National Institutes of Health, which we all know has for eons been run by vivisectors? <laughs> so it's like asking people who are doing this, who've made money doing it, oh, you're going to be the ones to realize this is a waste of money and it's torture. But there has been a change in leadership. There's been a turnover. Um, do you feel they're catching up with the 21st century? Because let's face it, you have to be living under a rock, literally, not to know that this stuff is garbage. And yeah, can you address that, Dr. Martinez? Well, uh, yeah, I, even the pre former NIH uh, investigators have uh, acknowledged the failure of animal uh, experiments. So we hope that the new leadership takes this issue seriously and redirect their funds to human relevant uh, research. We can't continue wasting taxpayer money in experiments that are not advancing human health. It's, it's just a waste of lives and a waste of money. Well, Kathy, why do you think they don't get it? I mean, is it willful denial? Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, in the United States, longevity is going down. Our mm -hmm. health stats are disintegrating. They're getting yeah. worse, primarily because of our fast food nation diet. But um, certainly, if spending all these billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars uh, torturing animals, and I say that intentionally because it is torture. It is animal torture. If at a certain point when it's not working, you would think that somebody would say this isn't working. You would. And in fact, some people are saying that. We have a lot of health charity organizations now that are questioning the use of resources and why they're going to animal experiments. To answer your question, it's, it is willful denial. And the reason for that is that the animal experimenters have been put in the driver's seat. The people who are getting funded are controlling the committees that review the proposed experiments on animals. They're deciding what gets funding. They have no expertise in non-animal methods. They're certainly interested in keeping their own line of research going. So we need to get those people less prominent in the NIH system and the people who know what to do instead of use animals more prominent. So it's, it's very simple in one way. It's complex in others because we're talking about shifting the attitude of a whole agency. But it's also quite simple. We need to stop funding what doesn't work and fund what does work. And that's why we put together the research modernization deal, which goes through the failure of animal experiments very carefully, statistically, based on scientific data, and proposes a way forward to eliminate it entirely. But we have to get those people who are using animals out of the driver's seat at NIH. And Patty wants to know, can we do it in Florida? Well, we sure should do it in Florida, the state that has more monkeys imported for use in experiments than any other state. I think so. Um, I would be very hopeful about state legislation that would put some limitation on animal experiments. It's tough to get a full ban through, but somebody's got to start having that conversation. Colleagues of mine are working very hard in Virginia. You'll remember the Invigo case with the 4,000 beagles at the breeder for um, animal for laboratories and how we exposed that leading to the release of those 4,000 dogs. 
that was a, that is a state legislature that is taking this very seriously. They passed a small piece of legislation this year. There's more coming in the future. It's going to take great local activism to get that done. Patty says, yes, it's horrible here, but I mean the link on PETA, or is it just for Cali? No, it's a national act, correct? It's a national bill being proposed, right? That's right. Cali is the name of the city in, in uh, Colombia where the lab is located, and, and that's the reason for that. But it is a nationwide bill, and it would affect uh, the national, the, you know, the uh, national agency, the National Institutes of Health. And Tom says, okay, I filled out the form. It's super easy. Please fill this out. End animal exploitation now. So if you're just joining us, there is a proposed bill that PETA is pushing called the Cargo Act. And you can go very, very easily to PETA.org forward slash Cali, which doesn't stand for California. It stands for the town where these poor little monkeys were tortured using our American tax dollars while the National Institutes of Health in typical fashion failed for years apparently to check what they were doing and what they were doing was filthy, disgusting, um, just basically animal abuse that looks like it belongs in some kind of a chop shop. This is the video we're showing you um, some clips of, from PETA. Look at that. Did you see that with the tarps? I mean, come on. That's, that's, it, it's, it's beyond comprehension. Uh, you know, if you kept a dog in a crate like this for a week, you'd be arrested and thrown in jail here in the United States. Look at this. Look at this. This is exhibit A. I just can't even imagine that the United States of America thought, oh, we should give this billions of dollars. Well, apparently it was something like, what, $17 million. But in total, they are funding similar type stuff in countries around the world without checking. Okay. And it turns out that these folks didn't do what even their own government required. Maybe you could dive into that, Dr. Martinez, a little bit. Like, even the requirements of Colombia. Look at this. Yes. Yes, they were breaking Colombian regulations too, and that's why it led to the rescue of the monkeys because according not only with um, animal law, but also environmental law, they were not meeting the requirements. They didn't have the required permits to capture monkeys they required permits to experiment of monkeys, and they were also charged with causing harm to wildlife. Additionally, um, the, F the Colombian FDA found that they were not meeting requirements for clinical studies either. So this is not only a case with, with animal, with non-human victims, but also with human victims. Uh, yes, there was not only the animal cruelty regulations, but also regulations related to clinical studies that they were not following. How many years did this go on? How many years did the NIH drop the ball? Two decades, Jenny. Two decades oh. and $17 million. Two decades. I, I mean, honestly, it's embarrassing. It. I would think that the National Institutes of Health would be profoundly embarrassed 
and apologetic over this? I mean, have they expressed any remorse? Have they said, wow, we really screwed up, uh, Kathy? They took, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, they took six months to finally made a decision to make these people ineligible to receive more funding six months after we provided them with all the evidence, all the proof, the testimonies, the pictures, the video, everything, six months. And in addition to that, Jane, it, it was really stunning to us a few months after we had supplied them with this information and continued to provide NIH with information about the what the local authorities were doing with this laboratory. Somebody leaked us letters between NIH and this Colombian lab where NIH was actually suggesting maybe they would want to move their operation to another country. So far from trying to take them off the public dole, they were trying to enable them to continue to do their fraudulent research. That is shocking and upsetting. And I'm wondering, is there any way to take legal action? Because to me, this seems like if, if you use an analogy of a private company doing something where they're um, breaking all sorts of rules. Let's say it's an international company and they're breaking all sorts of rules in, in a foreign country and they're breaking the rules of that country. They're um, not adhering to, I'm sure there are some regulations that weren't adhered to. I mean, look at this place. It's a junkyard. It, is there a possibility of taking legal action, Kathy? It's very difficult. We're looking at all possibilities now. And of course, as you know, we have a very active legal team and we really work hard to introduce those novel cases that are going to drive the issue forward. What we have done, not on this case, but we have filed the first ever lawsuit that challenges an entire area of research funded by NIH, and that is sepsis studies on animals. Because we know from, and NIH knows because it actually wrote about it, what we know from reviews of the literature is that sepsis in animals is an entirely different condition than what it is in humans. Yet sepsis kills hundreds of thousands of people a year. It's a leading cause of death in hospitals. And NIH is still funding about $100 million worth of sepsis studies on mice and other animals. So we have taken them to court. The case is still alive. We filed this case some months ago. It has not been thrown out, even though it's it's always hard to get these new and novel cases through the courts because they defer so much to federal agencies. But we're still alive. And if, if we succeed with this, we're certainly going to move on with many other areas of research. Well, we're taking a short break on Voice America Radio, but we're staying right here on the Unchained TV app, as well as on all of our social media, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, X, formerly Twitter. So stay right there because we're going to continue asking questions during the break. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. 
If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. You are listening to Unchained TV. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email in to jane at unchainedtv.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, we are talking about horrific animal torture, and I'm not holding back. I looked at this video. I saw what they're doing to these beautiful, precious monkeys. It's torture, okay? And it's being done in this really repulsive lab that, thanks to PETA, has just been shut down recently. But now they tr- they're trying to take it a step further because that's a foreign lab in Colombia, the nation of Colombia. Why are we giving our tax dollars to fund a- disgusting, useless experiments in a foreign country? We're going to get to that because there's a reason. It would be harder, perhaps, to do it here. So they're just exporting it to a foreign country. Uh, but first, let's go to Annie. She's the one who actually went, among others... Well, we told her, go to PETA.org forward slash Cali, which is the, the city in Colombia where all this was happening, and see how easy it is to take action by reaching out to your members of Congress. So I want to go back to Annie. What happened? Tell us about your experience. Oh, my gosh. That was so easy. All you have to do, people need to just click on PETA.org forward slash Cali and automatically two boxes well, you know, of course, there's information written, and all they have to do is take action. Click on that. Just put your name. Boom! You're there. Send, and you've already sent the letters to your representatives. It took a minute. That's it. It was just a minute. It's that simple to make a world of a difference for these animals, for the environment, and for human health to really give a real solution, not torture of animals and money, you know, uh, uh, abuse to these animals, our tax money, I should say, that is stolen. It was a minute. It was just a minute. Thank you, Annie. Get on it, please. (laughs) Thank you, Annie. We appreciate your enthusiasm and also following through and calling back. Thank you and have a great day. That was well done. Well done. Thank you. So, Kathy, I want to get to the question of, the big underlying why. Why is the NIH throwing money all over the world with these highly questionable experiments done in these hell holes, okay? And um, why don't they do it here in the United States? I think I know the answer, but I want to hear it from uh, the expert. 
You know, I think there's a couple of reasons. One is what you alluded to. Uh, some of these experiments you, you couldn't get away with in the U.S., and certainly not this one in Colombia, because if somebody had, if the USDA inspector had walked into the facility and had seen those tarps thrown over makeshift cages and the absolute filth, the lack of a veterinarian, no veterinary records for the animals, that place would be in big trouble. So I think that's one reason. And I think the other reason is the people that approve these experiments, um, you know, they're mostly animal experimenters. And in this case, it was the head of malaria research at the National Institutes of Health under Anthony Fauci when he was still in his position there, who was actually collaborating with this facility. So we had the NIH not only funding, but collaborating. And that says to me, they're interested more in what looks like it, we're accomplishing something than actually accomplishing something. In other words, it's great to get those, those studies printed because that will go on my resume and that will look really good. So for a decade, they were printing out, they were publishing uh, studies. I mean, how, how many times do you have to torture the same species before you stop? Well, this is the problem, of course, with animal experiments. And it was two decades, I'm sorry to say. But the, this is the problem. They, animal experimenters will look at one tiny aspect of one tiny thing, and they can spend their entire career publishing papers on that over and over again. And some of them we've exposed. You know, um, Margaret Livingston at Harvard, who is, who is taking baby monkeys away from their mothers and not letting them ever see a face. So first of all, they're orphaned when they're practically newborn. And the only, the only being they ever see is a welder's mask. And these kinds of sensory deprivation studies have been done decade after decade. But you know they have an area of expertise. They continue to get funding. Sometimes they get funding simply because they've had funding for 15 or 20 years and they continue to publish. And this is why the, the death rate in America is not going, you know, the, the, death, the age that people die is going down rather than up. Yeah, I mean, we're a mess uh, when it comes to human health and all these billions being spent, if they were spent, for example, on preventative lifestyle changes, like uh, eating a healthier whole food plant-based diet, um, you might accomplish a heck of a lot more than running around, letting people get sick and then medicating them and then uh, spending billions of dollars torturing animals. So let me ask you, where does this stand now for people who are like, okay, I'm going to sign this. I'm certainly uh, signing it. And I want to do everything I can to help pass the uh, Cargo Act. And again, go to PETA.org forward slash Cali, which is named for the city in Colombia where this was happening. And um, you can write to your representatives and tell them you want to pass the Cargo Act, which would stop U.S. dollars through the NIH funding these experiments that are going on all over the world. Where does it stand now, Kathy? Like, how close is it to possible passage? And are there any notable co-signers? Well, it's brand new. It's been introduced in the House of Representatives, and the sponsors are Representative Dina Titus from um, Nevada. So if you are in her district and you try to take action at our site, you'll get a, a response that says she has already sponsored this, so she doesn't need to be convinced. And Representative Troy Nels on the Republican side from Texas. We have uh, six or seven co-sponsors, and it's a brand new bill. So this is pretty good. We're just out. And my understanding is that it will soon be introduced in the Senate as well. 
So we'll, we'll update you when that comes out and we'll ask people to be taking action on the Senate side as well. I mean, what just drives me crazy is you hear about, oh my gosh, the deficit, the financial problems, the skyrocketing cost of this, that, and the other inflation. So why not get rid of this waste of money? It's a waste of money. And I could see this as a bipartisan, uh, that we would have bipartisan consensus on this, Dr. Martinez. Yes, we are talking about $19 billion annually wasted in animals experiments. We are talking about $2.2 billion wasted in a decade uh, funding experiments on animals around the world. So the Cargo Act is the solution to all this waste in foreign countries that, that and, I, and I want to, to say something that Annie mentioned that for human health, and we are not saying that uh, researchers in other countries can't apply for funding to the United States. We are saying they still can be funded, but for research that is human relevant and that is actually going to lead to treatments and cures. Um, so that opportunity would still exist. And uh, we hope that uh, researchers around the world uh, see this opportunity, uh, this bill as an opportunity to innovate and write proposals that have to do with innovative methods and non-animal experiments. It's 2023. Um, we've been breaking dog spinal cords to see what happens since before Christ, okay? We've been torturing animals as long as human beings have been around. But now we're in a modern era where we are working at the submolecular level. We're, we're talking about genes. We're talking about DNA. Um, this is medieval. This is medieval. This is what I don't get is that people, most people want to be modern, including scientists. Um, isn't there a push to modernize? I know that's why you have the Modernization Act that got signed into law, but you'd think that it would cause a lot of this to fall off. You'd think that there would be a lot of medical students and science students at universities that would say, I don't want to do this. I refuse to do this vivisection. You know, it's such a problem at the graduate school level of the universities because the students are inculcated into the system of animal experimentation. We did a short documentary about it where we profiled three, uh, three people who now work for PETA, but who found this in their own graduate school programs where they knew that it was not necessary to use animals, but they were told by their advising professors, you need to do an animal study because that will help you get published and that will help you get funding. So you see, we've, we've lost the, the goal here. The goal is to provide cures and treatments for humans, but suddenly the goal has become, let's get funding and let's get published. And that's a real problem. And anybody can see that, that it's a 15 minute documentary. It's at testsubjectsfilm.com. And people are welcome to go have a look at it and see what they face. So that's, we, we've got to attack that. But it is somewhat a generational issue, Jane. I think we have more and more graduate students and certainly medical students who are saying, no way am I going to do that. Yes. And I mean, hopefully there, there will be sort of a rising up because there are new techniques and maybe you could outline some of those new techniques. I know, for example, uh, PETA has done a lot to stop 
for example, live animals being used in medical training, um, uh, some live animal use in U.S. military training where they're shooting pigs in a fake battlefield, just like stuff that you'd think was made up by a disturbed nine-year-old, not yeah. uh, the most powerful nation in the world. What are some of the alternatives that exist? Uh, I know they talk about, um, you know, organs on a chip, for example. Yeah, that, that's a good question. And let me just share a little bit of good news. Just earlier today, my colleagues in the laboratory investigation department announced that the University of Texas Southwestern has end, ended the use of pigs to train gynecological surgeons because these are people who are already physicians. They were coming back to get more advanced training and they were being made to conduct surgeries on pigs. That's done now at that school and we continue Woo! to work. Yeah, it's great news. We wait, continue wait, to work I, I have to stop and just celebrate that. Hmm. I mean, that is huge. That is huge. First of all, so disgusting. Yeah. Um, that you would do gynecological surgery on pig. I can't even wrap my mind around how barbaric that is. But way to go, PETA. That is incredible news. We've got breaking news happening here. That is fantastic. Can you give us a little background on that? I mean, that is a big story. Uh, tell us again, because that is a big deal. It is. And, you know, for the most part, most medical schools don't in the U.S. do not require uh, experiments or surgeries on animals anymore. But there is advanced training that uh, physicians can obtain and that helps them in their in their careers. And part of that training involves the use of special laparoscopic equipment. And that's what we're talking about here. So these, this was just training. This was, if you're going to use this equipment on a, a human being, you need to have tried it out first. Of course, pigs have entirely different anatomy. So I, you know, you might as well do a stuffed animal. It really makes no sense. And there are simulators that are uh, just like the human anatomy, which are, are much superior to that. So my colleagues have systematically gone about identifying which universities have continued to use animals, which is not required, and which have not, and they've persuaded several already to make that switch to, to simulators. We continue Oregon Health and Science University up in Portland is still using pigs, so we're, oh. we're focusing very heavily there right now. Oh, great. And uh, <clears throat> that is huge news. Uh, now, we're getting back to our original story, right. which says, send us info so we can push the bill's adoption. So it's real simple. I, it can't be simpler. This is so simple. It's called the Cargo Act, and it would stop these horrific experiments in foreign laboratories using our tax dollars um, that are senseless and useless. And it's got bipartisan support. So Democrats and Republicans coming together on this. Just go to PETA.org forward slash Cali, which stands for the city in Colombia where this atrocity was happening. And it takes literally less than a minute to just hit that yellow button and send a letter to your U.S. senators and your member of Congress. So very, very excited about this. It it has a good chance, uh, but we need to get those letters in. That is super important. And I know from going up for example, to Sacramento on a whole slew of issues with a whole slew of organizations, they very much pay attention to those letters. 
And in my case, I get responses, <laughs> yes. which is great. And it's not because I'm me. It's because this is what they those particular representatives send out to people who, who write. Yours might not. You can always follow up with a call and say, I want to make sure you got that letter. Uh, but this is really easy and simple. So help pass the Cargo Act to stop uh, really what is an atrocity. And uh, Tom says, universities make millions from animal testing. It's a revenue stream. Yes, um, explain a little bit, Dr. Martinez, I'll throw this to you. One of the reasons why universities um, are so on board with animal testing, animal torture, is that every time a grant is issued, they generally get a piece of the pie in a sense. Can you break that down for us? Yes, that's correct. And that is why universities refuse to uh, end experiments on animals. For instance, uh, Kathy mentioned before the Margaret Livingstone experiments, cruel experiments in Harvard University. We also have the experiments on marmosets at University of Massachusetts in Amherst. And it's because for the universities, this is a source of free income, uh, free for them, but not free for the animals because the animals are the ones who are being tortured, confined and killed in these laboratories. And the universities are okay because they are still receiving the money. And for the experimenters, as Kathy mentioned before, is just an opportunity to continue publishing. And here we need to point out also that the journals have a big responsibility here because they continue publishing basically garbage. And they, they need to be held into account to, uh, about how they are continue, you know, supporting experimenters and well, supporting wanna, this garbage science. I want to jump in because, you know, my understanding is that for a, a paper to get published, it has to be peer reviewed. So with these horrible experiments, and I'm going to just do it one more time, I'm going to play the video because anybody says, well, it's not so bad. Look, I didn't even play the worst of it. Just to give you a taste of what is going on uh, let me do that right now while we talk about this. So there, I'm embarrassed to say my alma mater, uh, according to PETA, published a study space. Look at this, tarps. This, I mean, this looks like a homeless encampment. I'm sorry, it does. These were the poor little animals inside that were being tested on and uh, captured from the wild and then tested on in these disgusting cages left to languish. Um, just absurd. So all these prestigious organizations, universities, etc., published papers that were written from this hellhole dump junkyard. How was that allowed to happen, Kathy Guillermo of PETA? Like, why didn't they send somebody down? These, these agencies have so much money. They have so much money. Why didn't they send somebody down to see what where is this? What's happening? Yeah, they don't care. They really don't care. If some data is being produced, and of course, we now know that that data is likely, likely fraudulent, certainly not reliable. If they're getting that data and they're able, able to put a paper together and publish that paper, that's what they care about. And you, you raise a good point. The journals articles that are submitted are peer reviewed. But if your peers are all animal experimenters involved in the same area of research, 
you're likely to be looked upon favorably. And just to give you a sense, in addition to this atrocity, we know that NIH is now funding overseas opioid addiction experiments oh. on dogs. I mean, they're, they're funding experiments in which monkeys are brain damaged to create strokes. And this goes back to what you were saying, Jane, about diet. I mean, there are ways we can prevent these things. We don't have to keep creating them in animals and pretending that's going to help. They're giving mice gonorrhea. They're crushing the spinal cords of rabbits. It goes on and on. And, and this is all happening right now. We haven't investigated each and every one of those. And I fear that if we do, we'll find equal horrors. Well, we got to stop it. We, we, it just has to stop. And I, I think, you know, obviously this bill is super important. It's a great way to make it so much more difficult, indeed impossible. So help pass the Cargo Act. And you can do that very easily by simply going to PETA.org forward slash Cali, which stands for the city where one of these atrocities was occurring for two decades. What a an embarrassment, shameful, shameful indictment of the U.S. science community that they would allow this. So I also feel like we need to embarrass these universities. Like when my university calls and asks me, which they do, uh, you know, robo calls, I say, until you stop animal experimentation, I want nothing to do with you. Um, I think Harvard uh, should be embarrassed by these experiments. Uh, we only have about a minute. Can you tell me what is being done to uh, make make it cost too much reputationally for Harvard to continue those hideous experiments? Sure. We, you know, we've just gone public with that information that Harvard has refused to distance itself from these experiments. Harvard got funding from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, whom we have written to and who referred us to Harvard. Harvard is refusing to respond. So we've gone public with that and we've got information online. If you're a Harvard graduate, or even if you're not, you can call the university and say, you know, what is with funding these experiments? It's, it's outrageous and it shouldn't continue. If this is the Ivy League, we're all in trouble. Oh my God, it, it's just horrible. I mean, honestly, it's the stuff of nightmares. And as we wrap up, I wanna thank both of you Literally, you are doing what it's hard for me to do for two minutes, and you're doing them for month after month, year after year, reviewing this horrific video, diving deep into the cruelties. I don't know how you do it, but you're my heroes both for doing this as well as PETA in general for all that PETA accomplishes on a host of a host of uh, issues. Can you put a link in the comments? Yes. Um, the link is in the comments, but I'll just put it on the banner. It's so easy. Everybody who's asking, PETA.org forward slash Cali. PETA.org forward slash Cali. Uh, I'm going to do it one more time as we wrap up on the comments. It can happen in one second. Let's save the world for these animals. It's just wrong. Thank you so much, uh, people, for the ethical treatment of animals. Keep rocking on and bring us updates. Hopefully it's passed and we can come back here and celebrate the passage of the Cargo Act. Thank you so much, Jane. Thank you for tuning in to Unchained TV. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week. Thank you.